you ever hear people suggesting, oh, he had daughters on the ark, and he had other people on the ark, like his age, Bible says, and he, now maybe later, you know, there's a theoretical possibility for Noah and his wife to have more kids. We'll discuss that in a little bit. But it says these three sons came off the ark, Shem and Ham and Japheth. And so these are the ones that come off. And notice that next little phrase, and Ham is the father of Canaan. Now, we're going to be seeing some unique little details through this story, and this is the first. It goes out of its way to tell us that Ham is the father of Canaan. It tells us this kind of early in the story, doesn't it? Like, it hasn't even gotten to the story. We don't even, let's pause here a minute. Does anyone even, has the word Canaan ever appeared in the Bible? No. So the writer of the book of Genesis, which was, Moses put this line in there by inspiration of God's Spirit that said, and Ham is the father of Canaan. We'll talk about this more as we go. Verse 19, these are the three sons of Noah, and from them the whole earth moved over to bread. Alright? Pretty straightforward. Not a lot to say there. Verse 20, and Noah began to be a farmer, and he planted a vineyard. So the word farmer, that's the same, I believe it's the same idea. He worked with the earth, he worked with the plants. Now what was Noah for the prior 100 years? He was a builder. He was a carpenter, right? What did he build? The ark. Now he was also a what? He was a builder and a preacher. Preacher of righteousness, the Bible says. So in verse 20 it says he began to be a farmer. So he takes on a new employment. Well let's remember, there's eight people on the earth. So, you can only build so much furniture than eight people. And, you know, you're not going to have a closed office, right? Man, the more you think about this, the opportunities are pretty limited. Well, he picked up with farming. And so, Noah is a farmer, and it says he planted a vineyard. Um, and so, he is, has vines growing and vines that produce grapes. And verse 21 tells us, um, oh, no, one other thing. Uh, go back to... This is what the verse says, and he called his name Noah, saying, "Okay, so this would be um, this would be back before chapter six, okay, chapter five, verse twenty-nine, Genesis five twenty-nine. Look at the naming of Noah. This is interesting. I'll read verse twenty-one. And Lamech lived one hundred eighty-two years and begot a son, and he called his name Noah, saying, "This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands." of the ground that the Lord has cursed. So even when he was named, Noah was connected to the ground that God cursed and will comfort us in relation to that. So it is kind of interesting that later uh, he did become a farmer after all the other farmers passed away. Alright, so verse 21 then says, and he drank of the wine and was drunk, and he was uncovered within Alright, in the Bible, this is the first mention of the word wine. Alright, first mention of wine is here in the story of Noah. And one of the questions some people have is did Noah intentionally get drunk or did Noah accidentally get drunk? And my deep scholarly answer is I don't know. Alright, it's the first mention. So some 
think I'll turn on this side is that some people also
and told his two brothers outside. Okay, so if we have a tent, we're going to get real, real, real deep today, okay? There's the tent. Here's Noah. I won't get too graphic, okay? We'll just do the six pages. There's, there he is laying there. And we have the tent. And there's two brothers standing outside. And then it says he saw his father. So then you have one brother right here. Inside. Inside the tent. All right, so he's standing. All right. This is the bad guy in the
one could argue, oh, well, it just means relative or it's not quite so precise. But he does say, servant of servants will be your relative. That word servant there, many times has the idea of slavery, okay? And so we have servant of servant to your brother. And it's emphasized because it says servant of servant. So it's not just saying a servant, but lowest of the servants. So um, I hope you're kind of seeing why this is a little interesting, why it's a little difficult. And um, there's two, there's, uh, I'm trying to decide which one I want to work on first. I think we'll look at the other one next week, probably more with, with chapter 10. But we will look at who is cursed. And it's very clear, we've already made it clear, Ham is not cursed, but Canaan is cursed. Okay? And for years, there have been some who tried to teach that the descendants of Ham were cursed by Noah. And people say, um, the whole African continent are the descendants of Ham, Ham was cursed, and But the Bible doesn't say that Ham is cursed, does it? It says Canaan. And if you look at who the descendants of Canaan are, they're people that ended up in the land of Canaan. Now, isn't that interesting that this book is being written? When? When was the Pentateuch written? After the Ten Commandments were given, and they were on their way to the land of Canaan. Isn't that interesting how early in the text it says, Ham was the father of Canaan, and cursed be Canaan, and then later next week we'll look at who these descendants of Canaan actually were. They were people who lived in the land of Canaan. So, um, I want to draw some analogies to another part of Genesis with this story, and then I want to go through some different understandings of this text, okay? Do you remember how we said that with Noah coming off the ark, we had a new world, right? All the wicked people had been they might have had a really fresh start kind of feeling like, hey, all the wicked people are gone. We're the God fearers. And, you know, new start, fresh start, um, whole new world. That's what place to be, okay? But uh, things, as is shown here, did go awry. Genesis chapter 1, before creation began, it says the waters covered the earth. In Genesis 7, it says the floodwaters prevailed all over the earth for 150 days. In Genesis 1, God breathes, or he speaks, and creation forms and obeys. In Genesis chapter 8, God blows his breath over the water and makes it eat. In Genesis 1, God makes waters to recede and the dry land appears. And in Genesis 8, God makes the waters to recede and the dry land appears. In Genesis 1, God tells Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply and to replenish the earth. And in Genesis 9, God tells Noah and his Genesis 2, Adam is stewarding eating, Eden is learning to shepherd the earth, naming God's creatures, exercising dominion. He's in a state of obedience and harmony with God. In Genesis 9, Noah is offering sacrifices to God. He's planting his vineyard, he's ordering the earth, he's making a home, he's being fruitful, and he's in a state of obedience and harmony with God. In Genesis 3, Adam and Eve eat the forbidden fruit, and they sin. Genesis 9, Noah abuses the fruit of his harvest and becomes drunk and he sins. In Genesis 3, Adam and Eve feel naked. 
Genesis 9, Noah is cast out and he doesn't make it into his tent. He is ashamed when his sin is exposed to his sons. In Genesis 3, the serpent exposes Adam and Eve to shame. In Genesis 9, Noah's son Ham exposes his father Noah to shame. In Genesis 3, God covers the shame of Adam and Eve by shedding blood in his garden and making them garments to hide their nakedness. In Genesis 9, Noah's other two sons, Shem and Japheth, cover the shame of Noah by placing a garment over his nakedness. What happens to the serpent in Genesis 3? After he uncovered the nakedness of Adam and Eve, God curses the serpent. What happens to Ham in Genesis 9 after he uncovers the nakedness of Noah and his father? Noah curses Ham's son, Cain. So, um, just some interesting parallels, right? And both of them are starting off a new world, so to speak. And there are some very interesting parallels. Well, let's go through the different understandings of this passage. And the first is the very straightforward, um, uh, I think some use a real technical word for it, but I just call it the nudity view, and that is that it's wrong to see your parents uh, without clothing. Um, and so they, they simply see it exactly as the, the text states it, that, um, you know, We'll call it the nudity view, okay? Um, that he looked and he laughed and he made fun, he disrespected his dad and he came out with his brothers, said, You don't believe your dad looks so ridiculous and ha ah, what a loser. You know, the Bible warns about disrespecting his parents, and the idea is that this is what Ham did. I think the challenge with this view is why such a, I guess, harsh punishment, and why was it? Why wasn't it put on him? I mean, I think we all can kind of see the injustice of, you know, if you have four sons and the dad does something, so a certain son gets cursed or something by that. Um, it seems, it seems extreme and it seems a little out of place for that to be. Um, there's a couple other views that kind of assume or read into certain things in the text, and I'll share those briefly. I Now, again, the 
knew what he had done to his father. And um, they used that verse to explain that. Now, I want to suggest to you a, another possibility, and this is just a possibility, but I want to look at some other passages of Scripture to help us understand a certain phrase in our passage. The phrase that we're going to be looking at is the phrase, saw the nakedness of his father. Okay, so this is verse 22. That phrase in verse 22, saw the nakedness of his father. Um, there are other passages of Scripture that give a deeper meaning to that phrase. So let's turn, if you would, to Leviticus. Um, Reuben did this with his father Jacob's wife. 
thousand quarters, you're not protecting your life. Um, so I think there's a strong warning against alcohol. Certainly there's a warning here against immorality. Um, one man, one woman, that's where God expects sexual activity to take place. And the warnings of Leviticus, I think, uh, certainly are discreet from God, but they, they match some of the awful details that have come before. And the nation of Israel, and you read in Genesis,